Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. It is so great to have each and every one of you back here at the Revitalized Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin and Danielle Presso. How are you doing today, Danielle? I'm doing really good. I'm Thanks. So, I'm, How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Because I think today's conversation here in episode seven of the podcast, it's actually part six. So it's, I know I realize this is a little confusing. We're parts, it's episode seven in total, but it's part well, six of a series. Well, because we did an introduction one Exactly. Week. Mm-hmm. The first episode, if you didn't hear it, was an introduction of why we believe wellness, emotional, spiritual, physical wellness is so important in the life of the body of Christ. And then we spent the last, you know, this being the sixth week, talking specifically about those journeys that you and I have been on. Right. So thank you, everyone who has uh, started following us on your favorite podcast platform and who have been subscribing to it and and liking on social media. Uh, you know, and if some of you would love to go on iTunes and put a review, that would really help us out as well. So really appreciate you engaging with us that way. Next week, we're starting a new series that's going to be exciting. We have a whole bunch of different guests that we have been interviewing on their journeys of wellness and how they've seen wellness play out in you know, their lives, in their, their ministry work, in their health, in their spiritual walk with the Lord. And so they've been, I mean, the interviews that we've had so far have been just great. Right? They've been excellent. I'm yeah. so excited. And, you know, when you think, okay, what, what kind of fruit could this produce to hear people's stories? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go, oh, well, this person probably would have an awesome story to tell. And then you meet with them and oh, it blows your mind. <laughs> blows yes. our minds. Yeah, amazing just, interviews. Yeah. So amazing. And I know you'll be really blessed mm-hmm. by those coming up, but that starts next week. Yeah. <laughs> this week we have Danielle back on the hot seat as we've been pivoting back and forth, taking turns. And we're going to talk today about uh, Danielle's spiritual wellness journey. This one might be the hottest seat. This one would be the hottest seat because (laughs) this one was probably, if you would say, out of the three, you know, kind of your emotional wellness, your physical wellness, and your spiritual wellness, would you say this was some of the biggest challenge that you've gone through over the last few years? I would say so. And and the reason I think I would say that is because when you are physically ill, even when they don't know what's wrong with you, you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm, when right. you're emotionally well, uh, unwell, did I say well for physically? When you're physically unwell, right. even when they don't know what it is, you go to the doctor. When right. you're emotionally unwell, whether you know what it is or not, you go to your therapist. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely believe as Christians, Christian therapy, but yep. still, you, you, there's a place to go. Um, when you're spiritually unwell, um, you can go to your pastor. My pastor is my husband. Which, <laughs> which is a, there's, no conflict of interest there at there's, all. There's yeah. good things and, and, <laughs> and difficulties with that for sure but there's also you know what um uh how will i put this what tribe you're a part of Mm -hmm. where you know like what have you been trained up in you've been trained up in the bible right hugely you know and so that's awesome we need that and but what about spiritual experiences right who's been trained up in spiritual experiences and where do you go when you're spiritually unwell and Mm -hmm. having these odd right experiences well and even by definition like when you say when we use this term of spiritually unwell i think a lot of people and and maybe you relate to this as well that a lot of people don't even really know that you're spiritually unwell themselves or know that somebody else is spiritually unwell. themselves yeah oh yeah no you don't recognize that it's a spiritual issue because how do these things show up when you're maybe in spiritual warfare and the enemy is really doing you know working his his tactics or when there's stuff in your life um that you're you're not even aware of or ancestral stuff Mm -hmm. from your parents generation or their parents generation that has never been dealt with spiritually right and you don't even know right so for sure there's times when um 
yeah, you don't even have a clue that it's a that it's a spiritual issue because it's manifesting in different ways and and it's messing with your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and like you've shared in other episodes, it was impacting you emotionally. It was impacting you physically. Yeah. And then we kind of try to look at this stuff going, well, maybe these are spiritual issues mm-hmm. that need to be addressed, right? Right. Yeah. So kind of walk us through a little bit of your journey of, of kind of this recognition of, you know, that you needed to make your spiritual wellness more of a priority. Was there kind of a catalyst event for you that really kind of helped to see that you needed to focus on this? I might have shared this in another episode because, like we said, everything just crosses over. The lines blur. (laughs) So I may have shared this in another episode. But just to reiterate and and share if I haven't told you already, um, I was was actually getting some... um, alternative medical help um having a particular um like well i was i was i was getting um i was doing chiropractor and and getting Mm -hmm. adjustments in my neck and that was you know one of those things that i never thought i would do go to a chiropractor but i was really convinced that my spine being aligned you know was going to make a difference in so many things so i was i was going for I was seeking help that way. And, you know, it was kind of cool because it was a Christian chiropractor. Right. And so even at one point, you know, I was like, it's it's okay. Like, go ahead and pray for me. Because, I mean, there was something that was just so badly lodged there in my neck. Yeah. And it was so, like, not making a difference. You see all kinds of people. He had this nice bell that people could ring the bell when. When they started getting healing and yes. victory over their ailments. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, I believe that, okay, there's going to be it's going to get better. Like, I, I mean, I guess I, I wavered up and down on that. Am I going to get better? Am I not going to get better? Right. But I was not getting better. Or so no. I, I said to him, and, and in some ways it was actually getting worse. So mm-hmm. I said to him, like, when you're doing adjustments, go ahead and pray if you're, if you're willing to do that. Cause yeah. I'm totally open to prayer. Well, like I believe in that more holistic in a Christian way, yep. um, perspective. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he did. And then I remember one time I said to him, like, almost in tears, like, why am I not getting better? Right. What's going on? And he said, well, you know, and it was slow, you know, you know, sometimes um, these things might not be physical. They might be spiritual. Right. And you know what? In what? that moment, you know, <laughs> you know, know our audience does I know where this, where, how this ends. Yeah. I, in that moment, hmm. took such offense to that. Yes. I took such offense in the moment. Right. Because what are you trying to say? You're trying to tell me because you, you're not getting the job done. Yep. <laughs> that uh, I have spiritual problems now, and I yeah. did not have a box for that. Well, And that's been sadly so many people's Christian experience when it comes to some of this language, right? That if we're unwell mm-hmm. and, and we say, well, it's a spiritual issue by implication. And I mean, this doctor did not say this, but I think a lot of times through our Christian experience, this is the way this is interpreted is you've just said, I'm a bad Christian, right? Because like, we've yeah. done this to people and, and we use this type of language in a lot of Christian circles. Well, you are unwell because you are not performing. And that is enough. so wrong. Like, and I not, know that was not the that, intent. Exactly, not the yeah. intent, but it's mm-hmm. what we hear. Right? And I think what I heard in the moment, I don't think it was so much about um, me doing the wrong things spiritually or not yeah. having enough faith. I'm not even sure I heard that. But what I did hear was, you know, I I can't help you, so it must be something else in right. somebody else. Like go yeah. go elsewhere. Go talk, go talk to your pastor. <laughs> yeah, see what he can do. And, yeah. and there wasn't a clear answer of where do I go if right. it is a spiritual problem. Right. There was no clear answer about you know yeah. how do you deal with you know and is it even possible that a spiritual issue would have my neck bound? Right. It didn't. Like I didn't have a box for it. It didn't. Yeah. Right. Well, and this is, again, some of our background, you know, and we've shared this in the episodes as well, too, you know, with the seminary, you know, education that we've you know, gone through and different things like that. And one of the things I love about kind of our fellowship of churches is kind of the high value they put on the word of God, yes. the high value they put on the teaching of the word of God. Like, that's a good, important thing. But sometimes some of that supernatural, spiritual warfare stuff doesn't 
quite get as highlighted. We believe in it and we teach it, but we don't necessarily teach and equip people on what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's right? great to know your scriptures, and that's a huge part of spiritual battle. Well, absolutely. Well, we see Jesus doing that in the wilderness we see against Jesus. the enemy, right? We have He's seen quoting the word of God. Quoting the word of God, that is exactly the thing, the part, yeah. big part of our toolbox when right. it comes to spiritual warfare. Know right. the scriptures yeah. and believe the scriptures, and when the enemy comes, use the scriptures scriptures to, you know, deal with him. Right. The scriptures use, you know, in the name of Jesus, because there is power in the name of Jesus right. by the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. like there's just, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And what you know, as a theologian makes sense. Right. But I think where I got to was, you know, we know the scriptures say these things, right. but who's doing these things? Right. When yep. And if I'm dealing with an issue that could be spiritual, how do I get it fixed? Because right. how do I get it healed? Yeah. When I, what I found in the church is that not necessarily that nobody's talking about it, mm-hmm. but those that are talking about it talk about it in hush-hush. Right. It's kind of like it, it's almost like the whole spiritual healing and, and helping people to become spiritually well is kind of the ministry that happens behind closed doors. And we don't like to talk about it too much for some odd reason. Right. Yeah. And then and then what it does is when somebody, I'll say myself, yep. <laughs> ends up with a major spiritual problem mm-hmm. where there is, you know, demonic activity right. active in my life yeah. and affecting me in major, major ways. Yeah. What it does is it brings a sense of oppression. Right. Because... There's something wrong with me. Right. Nobody else has these kinds of problems. Nobody talks about these kinds of problems. And it also brings about, like, where do I go? So loneliness. Mm -hmm. And when God shows up in power, because he always does in those supernatural ways to, because he's going to defeat that enemy. Right. Who can I talk to to say this crazy thing happened? Right. And look yep. at, and, and what God did when people look at you like you have 16 eyes, because, <laughs> uh, that's, yep. I don't really have that experience. Well, it steps out of the typical Christian Western experience. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you're meeting with the chiropractor. He kind of makes the statement that, hey, this potentially could be spiritual. You take a little bit of offense at that. <laughs> which, then, I, which I have yeah, repented of. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it was in the right But that's okay. That's in the moment, right? It was the right. He did the right thing. Absolutely. By, he, by, that was actually great advice. It was. Yeah. And then what's fascinating. So here we are today recording this conversation. Now, exactly to the day, six years ago today, we were out for dinner with some friends for my birthday. Exactly six it years ago exactly today? exactly six years ago today. That's and the crazy. only reason I know that is because the picture of all us out at the pub for my birthday dinner showed up in my Facebook memories today. That's crazy. So at the time of this recording, it's exactly six years ago that we're out celebrating my birthday yeah. with these you know Christian friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And then do you, you obviously remember that evening. I remember, but I think we have to go back even further and then come to this okay. because... Um, at that time, mm-hmm. I had been seriously hurt right. previously, and I think that's a big part of okay. the story. Is it okay if I share that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So with the chiropractor mm-hmm. uh, and he and him sharing about this spiritual thing, um, and the, one of the reasons he mentioned spiritual is because some weird things were happening to me physically. Right. It wasn't only the neck. Um, I was also uh, in a period of a very few short amount of weeks. I yep. was I was getting boils, which we talked about in the physical. We episode. talked about that in yep. the physical. Perfect. Yep. And and then like al- allergic reactions and yep. all kinds of stuff that was flaring up in weird ways. Exactly. And so I mean, you can totally go, oh, it's spiritual, and 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 yeah. go but this down was that like road. Old Testament Leviticus <laughs> stuff. Like this was like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? Because it was, and doctors didn't know what was going yeah, on yeah. like it was quite the journey so yeah. you know there was a lot of things all at once that made me think am i like majorly under spiritual attack here what's right. going on mm-hmm. and so i did reach out to uh, a friend of mine who was involved in um in inner healing prayer ministry and so i knew she was involved in that so i said can you 
gather people and pray for me. I was yeah. in a really low spot, mm-hmm. and um, and and she did. And then she and her friend uh, that worked together doing um, ministry prayer counseling um, offered to meet with me. Right. And right away, because I was in, I was having so many of these weird, bizarre ailments. Yeah. I was like, yes, let's do it. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was getting myself into, but I was like both feet in. Right. And I mean, you and I had had a bit of experience previously. We'd yep. gone to some, um, some inner healing and, oh, yeah. and we, prayer ministry. And, and we've had great experience. Great with experience. It. Some and, great, like real godly, deep, profound. Yeah. You know, spiritual healing that yes. God has brought us through through and, different and I ministries think we that we've partnered been, with. We had been involved in in healing ministry. Yeah. I don't know if to that point we'd been involved in deliverance ministry. No, no, that was definitely outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Even so, the language of it and mm-hmm. the teaching on it, it was like okay, like I, not that any of it was extra biblical. What I mean by extra biblical, it's like this is adding on to the Bible because mm-hmm. the Bible talks about these spiritual forces and all of these type of things that we're at war with. But it was definitely out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um when I was asked if I would go for go with go to them for some inner healing ministry, I was like, Yes, I need help. Right. And so went and the first time I went and met with them, it was amazing. Right. And um it was really, really good. We dealt with so many things and a lot of it had to do with, you know, like like I wish we had better language in the church for this mm-hmm. about the simplicity of what it is. Right. We hand over spiritual authority to the enemy. Right. When we sin, yep. when sin has happened against us and mm-hmm. it's not forgiven, right. when we believe lies that are not aligned with scripture, right. and I think a variety of other reasons, like when we have ancestral stuff, like I alluded to before. Sure. But right. those three simple ones, yep. like we know as Christians we're supposed to forgive. Yep. We know as Christians <laughs> we're supposed to repent and yep. confess and repent. We yep. know as Christians we have to align our... Yeah, renounce the lies of the enemy. Exactly. Yep. And so I wish there was more simple about this message in the church and maybe it's there and it just takes the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know because I didn't fully grasp and understand mm-hmm. the whole point of all that. It's right. like it's a good thing to do. Right. I want to be a good Christian. Yep. But the actual thing that it does is takes back mm-hmm. authority. Well, it and, takes those footholds, yeah, right? Foot that, holds, that we allow the enemy holds, to have in our lives. Exactly. And, yeah. and so I started to... Um, experience a lot of that in that inner healing Mm. and many things that I never thought of. So, I mean, there's, I, I am definitely all for inner healing and prayer ministry because you find, you ask God to shine a light on the areas in your life that you're on. even weren't even aware. Like we all know you become a Christian, you confess, you repent, you, you forgive, it's done. Right. But then how many things did God (laughs) not shine a light on at that time? And how many more things have come about so often i've just learned to to you know make it a lifestyle right right yeah and so we did that on the first week right it was great i felt with these friends or a friend and a friend of a friend exactly and it was really good really good the next week i came back Mm -hmm. and um we started off similarly and then they had suggested that, you know, I might need, we might need a prayer of deliverance. Right. And so they explained to me that, you know, when there's things that we have, you know, handed over to the enemy, we, we definitely want to, um, you know, if he, and so there was the whole question about, you know, uh, whether de, the demonic, the demon, you know, right. is oppressing you or whether the demon possessing is possessing you. you. Right. And so I really don't even care to work through that language. I'm not right. a theologian, yeah. but I know from experience and I know from scripture that there is an influence. So that's what I prefer to use is sure. an influence of yep. the demonic. Sure. And so you want when that when that demonic's been allowed. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've forgiven. You've d- done all the stuff that you need to do. And there may be need for deliverance. Right. So there's we, house cleaning. Yeah. And Jesus talks about it. Like yeah. You clean up. Like you clean up the house. Yeah. So we came to that spot where it was like theologically, I was like, okay, we're talking the same language. I feel comfortable. Right. Let's go with this deliverance. Yeah. 
Well, what ensued was not what I was expecting in any way, shape, or form. Right. And how it went down, um, it turns out, was actually quite abusive. Right. So um, that said... Mm-hmm. The reason I share that is because I think it's important that we do talk about what healing and deliverance is right. so that when people need healing and deliverance, they know yeah. there's people they can talk to, right. but also they know what is appropriate and yep. what is not in terms of how to treat a person right. when they're going through healing and deliverance. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I've learned, can I just... Yeah, or, or do you have a quest, follow-up no, question? No. Okay. Well, and I think that's again, it's an important part of the conversation, right? Because again, as Christian leaders, as Christians that are listening to this, there's so much confusion on this. Topic, yeah. Right. And I've come to believe where I am more of a theologian, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that there's, you know, when the Apostle Paul warns the church in so many of his writings against false teaching, mm-hmm. right? That so often it's. It's, you know, like, hey, we're, we're called to live the way of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Like, Jesus is not simply our Lord. He's also our example hmm. for Christian living, right? Submitting to the will of Father, hearing the Father's voice, and living by the power of the Holy Spirit using his spiritual gifts. Like, that's mm-hmm. what Jesus is for us. He's our example of Christian living. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people believe that in their teaching, but then they add on some weird stuff from other things that you've never once seen Jesus do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not in his ministry. It's not in the ministry of the apostles mm-hmm. um, and causes a lot of hurt to yeah. people. So, yeah, maybe share that a little bit. Sure. So um, because I didn't know what to expect and I knew right. they knew, yeah. <laughs> they've done this a million times. So I was I was just whatever they would say I would do. Mm-hmm. And I w- in that moment, because the... Um, you know, he, let me start with this. We as Christians have authority over the enemy and the demonic in the name of Jesus. Right. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. So that said, we don't need to get all worked up. Right. We don't need to get all excited. Yeah. We don't need to let the demonic have a field day and a play day right. and see it so that we can have a, a fun show. Right. We don't need any of that. That's right. We need to calmly say to the enemy, yep. to the powers and principalities of this dark world, mm-hmm. go That's right. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And that is that is That's power. Sufficient. That's sufficient. That's sufficient. Jesus Christ. Imagine Jesus is sufficient. And it's the model of Jesus (laughs) where he's like, no, you need to be quiet. You need to leave. Yeah. So (laughs) so what happened for me was a whole circus show that ended up with, you know, like pushing on my stomach, grabbing on my neck, all that. I'm not saying the demonic was doing this. I'm saying the people were doing this. The Christians that were praying for you and praying with you. And telling me to scream and uh, like so it was like, it was like, you know, I mean, it could have been the Exorcist movie happening. Right. Yep. And at the end, it wasn't like, all right, done, and it was all worth it, so we're good. No, there was yeah. still something that was attacking, that was, you know, influencing, that right. was bothering. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like, oh, great, we dealt with it, that was really hard, but it was worth it. Right. It was, it was traumatic yeah and it was abusive right so it's physically emotionally traumatic and abusive but also spiritually absolutely and again because i remember picking you up after that Mm -hmm. right and it rocked and shattered your identity well it it tried to yes i didn't my identity wasn't shattered but i was certainly like oh my gosh i must be possessed right i must be possessed because there's something still bothering me there's uh, demonic yeah Yeah. there's something still manifesting Mm -hmm. and christians can't have christians can't be possessed right because that's what we believe Mm -hmm. so am i still a christian (laughs) am i actually a christian right exactly doubts yeah when when christ didn't come to give doubt he came to give life and life to the full right so thankfully that it's coming to your story of of six years ago right but like the next thing was reaching out to a couple from our church Mm -hmm. an elder and a prayer warrior in our church an elders couple from our church and um i don't know why we didn't go to them first to be honest i look back now and go huh (laughs) well 
again, because it was just one of those types of ministries that people just quietly did in the background. And this was one of those couples just quietly serving yeah. the Lord in the background. Mm-hmm. It wasn't advertised from the front. It wasn't in the church bulletin. And so many that people happened. that they've helped. And so many people have been years. blessed by their yeah. prayer ministry. So As it's God just, has led. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, it just so happened, didn't just so happen. God is so good. The yeah. next day she called me mm-hmm. and I, I told her, I said, oh my gosh, I, I was involved in deliverance ministry. And she said, oh, that's fantastic. How did that go? I said, uh, actually, <laughs> like good, I, I thought right. when I was telling her I, I had some deliverance, she knew what I meant. That right. meant crazy circus world. Right. But because that's not the way she has ministered, right. she didn't know the context of what I was talking about because it was actually, yeah. it wasn't deliverance ministry. It was abusive, right? right. So, yeah. so she said, what do you mean? It was, I said, well, and mm-hmm. I, I think I probably started to cry and told her, yeah. you know, this just a little bit. And she said, come over tonight. Yeah. So you and I so we went, went yeah. and sat on their couch and, and I just cried and mm-hmm. shared what had happened to me because it was so, yeah. so hard on me. And uh, she's the one that told me that was abuse. Right. And yeah. I was yeah, like, we had no language for that. We had no language. We just thought that's deliverance ministry. Got to go through that in order to be freed. That's right. Yeah. But it was abusive. Mm-hmm. And so um, that night I made the decision I wasn't going back to this yeah. team. You and I had a talk with this team after that yeah. to confront and, what yeah. was and abusive. We kind of dealt with it and restored relationship at the end yeah. years later. Too. Mm-hmm. So we were very grateful for that. Yeah. And so, but what you were talking about then was a yeah. couple of years so all after this is that. So you chiropractor, this experience of deliverance ministry gone gone wrong, kind of meeting with an elder and uh, an elder couple from our church to be prayed for and to, to get back on track with the spiritual wellness and spiritual healing. And now, six years to the day, from, yeah, we're, six we're years at a ago. pub, a couple of church planters, <laughs> another one of our elders and his and his wife from our church, and us as, as couples are all Is out. Is that like a joke? Why don't you try it? Like, so I, yeah, two church planters and an elder walk into a pub. That was yeah. But what, what's the funny part? I don't know, but I just thought that was <laughs> that was the, that's how how my Facebook post described it six years ago. That's so, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it just so happened. I mean, that those were the people that yeah. friends of ours that we were out to dinner with, mm-hmm. and it was. For you, and we were celebrating for you, and and but, we were going to pray blessing over me for my year ahead. I or know. Like that. Well, yeah, and, because at the end of the night, they came back. Like at the end of dinner, they came back to our house. Yeah, and I think we were going to play board games or have a birthday cake or yeah. something, and we never got to any of that. Yeah, because it went down a different path. It totally did. But yeah, somebody said, but, "Hey, Kevin, why don't we pray for you?" Yeah, and you know that was awesome, and it was so funny because one of the other guys was like. He told me afterwards, he was like, oh, man, I was tired. I wanted to, I wanted go, to home. go home. I wanted to go home. And this other guy is home. like, let's pray. And so he was kind of like ushered back in and was like, okay, let's pray for these guys. Right. <laughs> so prayed for Kevin. And then right after that, same guy who was tired and wanted to go home mm-hmm. said something to me that was yeah. uh, a really bizarre statement. Yeah. And he said, Danielle, um, and he was across the room. Danielle, and he looked intense. Um, This is not within my gifting or my wheelhouse at all. Yeah. But I see a hand around your neck. Hmm. Yeah. And And we hadn't shared any stories with them about anything that you have gone through. And that week, the enemy had been manifesting around my neck. There was a a tightening. Yeah. Yeah around my neck right and so i had been feeling it i thought it was a noose like in the spirit yeah i didn't know what it was i thought it was what was the other thing a noose or i can't remember but anyway something yeah. constricting mm-hmm. around my neck right. and he saw yeah. in the spirit a hand yeah around my neck right so i wasn't shocked that he told me that yeah because i knew something was there that. exactly yeah. spiritually yeah and um and he's he basically said like I so of course everybody kind of like that got that became a I don't know a dark moment. <laughs> 
so much a dark moment, but I was like, hey, let's deal with this. A, com- a moment of compassion from yeah, our friends. Exactly. It's like, we love you guys, and we're going to pray with you and yeah. pray for you, and we're going to deal with this. So thankfully. And we're, and we're not going to leave until it's done. Two out of the three couples had had a lot of experience, one a couple especially, with yeah. healing and deliverance ministry. So yeah. this was God's providence. Absolutely. On your birthday. Happy birthday to me, man. Uh, yeah. hey, 45 when, years old. Hey, <laughs> when the demonic isn't bugging your wife anymore, that's a happy hey, birthday that, present. That's a great gift for me. Trust me. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I don't know how long we prayed. And, and, and to be honest, I was, was good. I was in and out of consciousness. Uh-huh. Which is awareness. Like okay. you didn't black out. No, like no, you but were consciousness never being aware. Yeah. Aware. yeah I awareness. was in and out and um the the I don't know if we can name names. They're in but, my well, book, not. I guess. Yeah, they're but, in the book. Yeah. You can read it in the book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so um the lovely the wife of the man yeah. who saw the hand, yeah. she was so Incredibly nurturing and compassionate, and she sat with me. And she, because I told them the reason I wanted to bring up that other incident Mm -hmm. was because when they said to me, "Can can we lead you in some deliverance?" Yeah, I said, "Well, let me tell you, I've had a real no. I didn't say no, but I needed to share about my really bad experience." Yeah, and this woman said, "It's not going to be anything like that. I promise you." Yeah, yeah, and I said. I want this thing gone. I yeah. want this done. Yeah. So, yeah, let's pray. And it was it was um life-changing for one. It was. Yeah. But for two, it was um so hard because I'll like I don't know what happens in the spirit or in the soul or whatever, but like everything in me wanted to just like tap out because like dealing with the stuff that we were praying through was just, it was hard. It was like, I was not fully coherent. Like there's weird stuff that happens when (laughs) spiritual crap is oppressing and when you need deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what ended up happening was as we prayed through, and I honestly don't remember all the specifics of what we prayed through, Yeah, but, um, at the end of the night, when everybody was uh, leaving, mm-hmm. and actually we had one friend that was still there. We were going to be driving her home. I think you were going to drive her home at this point because yes. I'd had enough that of this <laughs> night. Yep. But um, everybody had left. Big hugs. Thank you so much. I think that did it. Mm-hmm. Feeling, you know, like tired and, yep. and whatnot. But I think that did it. And then um, as we were chatting with that one friend that was still there, so sweet and yes. innocent is she. She's the one in the couple that was not the experienced well, again, deliverance not in deliverance ministry. E- e- the real house either. Like no, us, exactly. Right? Yep. And what started to happen, I think, scared both you and our friend. Yeah. But it was such a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share what you saw? Um, you start. Okay. Just to make sure we're talking about the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So I, I, as we were chatting, I was just starting to move my yes. neck around. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So again, and we talked about this in the physical episode as well too. So one of the, one of your physical struggles was your your neck was protruding, your head was protruding more and more and more forward. Mm-hmm. So which was developing kind of almost like a hunch mm-hmm. right at the base of your neck and your spine. Mm-hmm. So that spot where you should have a nice curvature in your neck was mm-hmm. actually leaning forward as your neck was coming yeah. forward and there was a hunch there. Which was why I, I was saying to the chiropractor, what's wrong? Exactly. Why aren't I getting and better? after all that prayer... You know, and kind of someone seeing in the spirit that there's a hand around your neck and this weight on your back, this weight on your neck. And so then we do all this prayer and then you're adjusting. And I'm pretty, again, this is going back a few years now. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure we heard a big pop. Oh, you were hearing. Okay. So, so I, I remember because I was turning and, yeah, so we hear and it was going crack, 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 Every time. And then t- the hunch was gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like your head, your neck came like back and you guys were worried position. because like, I was like turning and whatever. Like I wasn't twisting around, so no, it doesn't no, no, get no. that weird. <laughs> Her head was not spinning 360 degrees or anything but like that. You know when you've just well, you when know you're cracking your neck yeah. and you have a stiff neck. Just and you're played to a, a, a game of football and, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's you're stretch your it out. shoulders back and you're rolling yeah. your shoulders. And it and was pop 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 for like ten minutes. Yeah, a good ten minutes and. You guys neck. were like, oh, my gosh. Oh my. I'm, I'm like, no, I have it not felt so relief good. like this yeah. in I don't know how long. Yeah. So was the chiropractor right? 
It, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because and I think what it did, it loosened like all the work that he had done. There was I don't even was done, know. But even in the spirit, and, and, and who knows how it all mm-hmm. plays out together, right? But but there was definitely was a different. spiritual influence. Absolutely. That needed to be dealt with spiritually. Yeah. The, the chiropractor can't chiropract that away. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's no adjustment. Yeah. That you can do to a neck when there's right. something spiritual. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, res- I wish I remembered that evening better yeah. because um, what were the grounds? Because there's always a reason why there's something spiritual there. Somebody's right. sin against me, my yep. sin, un- unrepented, something that I believe. But this was not just those regular sins that are like, oh, and it's gone and it's nice. And this was, right. there, this was yeah, something major. Yeah. And so I think it was ancestral. Yeah. And um, But in any case, whatever it was, mm-hmm. praise the Lord because yep. he saw fit to heal me. Right. Yeah. So this really opened, I think, both of our eyes. Uh, again, on this wellness journey that we have been on, again, how these things are so intertwined, right? The spiritual and the physical and the physical and the emotional and all of them and, and the overlap between them all, right? So I think kind of these experiences that you've shared and you do talk in much more depth about these things in, in your book as well that you had released uh, last summer. And, um, and so, so kind of then going forward, so after that experience, you know, obviously there were a lot more experiences that you've gone through that we've already talked about with the emotional and the physical side. So how did that experience strengthen your faith and your spiritual wellness? Well, um, at that time, it also fits into the spiritual side. I, I mean, I was just undergoing so much spiritual battle. Right. And so God was teaching me. He was waking me up every night or every other night at 4 a.m. Right. And teaching me to be a warrior in the spirit. Right. Which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. He also was teaching me and showing me some emotional things that needed to be unlocked and so that I would, you know, Mm -hmm. find more and more deep healing, right. Things that affect you physically when you're emotionally (laughs) hanging, all all that, you know, not just one, one area, but Mm -hmm. every area. And in that time, he was also becoming not just God, my father, God, my provider, Mm -hmm. God, my, you know, savior. Yeah. He was becoming God, my daddy. Yeah. Right. And so the nurturing that God brought to me mm-hmm. that in in my upbringing I didn't really know what okay. nurturing was. Right. And yep. I know I needed that kind of nurturing. God became um my daddy. Mm-hmm. And so my whole faith life yep. journey has changed. Right. Because of the fact that God became my daddy. Mm-hmm. He became my refuge. Um, the stronghold that was on me around yeah. my neck, that was gone. And God became my stronghold. Right. God became my deliverer. God yeah. became, you know, all these th- love, my mm-hmm. like unconditional love, like I've never felt before. Yeah. So that can't not change you. Of course not. And so yeah. um, I was, I was good at what I did. I was uh-huh. doing some, you know, like some good things in the community and in the church and whatnot. Yeah. And I loved people. Yes. But I loved people with a lowercase L. Sure. Yeah. What Danielle's love. Danielle's love. Exactly. Danielle's Out of love. my own strength. We were doing ministry for a long time. Yeah. Out of Kevin and Danielle's love. Yep. For which the church. is pretty good. And Kevin and Danielle's love for people. And we which love is a, pretty yeah, well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I but. learned, when I learned to love myself, because, I mean, we always talk about, you know, um, love God and love your neighbor. Yep. As yourself. No, no, we don't think about that yeah, part. Yeah, no, but yeah, because we're love, Canadian, we're humble, and we're... <laughs> there's two. Love God and love yourself. And yeah. Sorry, and love your neighbor. Yeah. As you love yourself. That... Yeah. There's a huge implication there. Right. And how many of us grew up not really knowing love the way we needed to know love mm-hmm. and didn't actually love ourselves. Right. I didn't know how to love myself. So mm-hmm. when God loved me with capital L, unconditional love. Right. And through that, I learned that I'm worthy yeah. of that kind of love, and yeah. I learned to love myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. When God loves me, and I'm loving myself, and I'm taking care of myself, what overflow do I have right. of that 
lavished love in and through me for other people. Right. So then that's the biggest difference that it's made, I think, in my faith yeah. journey. And also, that's, so that's one, the way I love because of all those consecutive yep. reasons. Yep. Uh, number two is... Um, that and and it's so perfect because perfect love casts out fear. I know so I've read that somewhere. I've read yeah, that that's, too. That's great. <laughs> and so f- <laughs> the biggest changes for me were love and giving up on fear. Right. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you know those are the two biggest impacts because I was so terrified of mm. what the enemy was putting yep. in my mind and yep. having me believe and all these mm. things. Right. Well, I still get scared. I'm not saying I don't get scared. Right. But I'm so confident in what, if God wants to do something in and through me, yeah. God's going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to let him because mm-hmm. that's what I, I trust him so much through this journey yeah. that I'm, I'm don't let fear stop me anymore. Right. Where it used to paralyze me in my tracks. Okay. So, Giving up on fear, yeah. even when it's scary, yep. and loving with a capital L. Okay. And so how did you see your ministry start changing in that season? Well, God did some miraculous things during that time. So you and I, and we've probably talked about this already on the podcast, that we had a sense from years ago that yeah. God was asking us to go on a healing journey. That's right. We didn't know what we even needed healing from. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> We're fine. We don't we, need it. We're fine. We had no clue what yeah. was what was deep down there. Exactly. But God did. Yeah. And he wanted to shine a light, not because he wanted us to deal oh. to, to, to to be unhappy, nope. but he wanted to heal us from things we didn't even know we needed healing from. Right. So we we had a sense from God. God gave me a picture years ago of a ripple effect. Yep. And so um, and that as we get healed, as we mature emotionally and spiritually and physically, that, and physically and, yep. you know, there will be an over a ripple effect. Yeah. It will have an impact exactly. in our families, in our church, in our city, yeah, we wherever just, God wants to send we it. We saw that and yeah. God gave us that, that sense yep. and we believed it. Right. And so how did you start seeing that? So I started seeing that like in supernatural ways, to okay. be honest. Yep. So um, another way spiritually that God healed me. I think I had a another time of deliverance, but just me and God. Right. And because um, he showed me, and this was all within the same period of time, but yeah. he showed me um, a different time of abuse uh, when I was very young. Right. And that um, due to that abuse that I carried shame right. my entire yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I've never realized how much shame I carried until mm-hmm. shame was gone. Right. Because Isn't that amazing how that amazing. works? That you don't realize how you're being held back or what shackles you down. I had no idea. Until God takes it away. I had no idea. Yeah. And God showed me, at, again, it was always 4 o'clock in the morning, God <laughs> showed me about yeah. that shame mm-hmm. and he delivered me instantaneously from that shame. Right. And so where I've seen the over, you know, the ripple effect impact in ministry, mm-hmm. somebody else that I'd been walking with right from our church, you know, yep. that Sunday kind of, you know, saying hello to everybody and, and whatnot and, and met up with her for a quick minute. How are you expecting her to go fine? How are you? Fine. And move on. <laughs> yep. And she says, Danielle, you're never going to believe this because mm-hmm. I knew the journey she had been going through. Right. And I said, what, what's going on? She said, God delivered me on Thursday morning at 4 a.m. Just like that. And she she snapped from her fingers. Shame. Yeah, from shame. Yeah, from the exact same thing. And I was just like, what? Yeah. God did what? No, no, no. God <laughs> delivered me on Thursday morning That's at right. 4 a.m. Yeah, you know, you got your from story shame. confused about what God did for me. No, no, no. What God Deal did for me. Deal with your own story. This one's mine. Yeah. But I recognized right away because God yeah. was doing that right, left, and center. Mm-hmm. He was doing these kinds of things yeah. where it's like <laughs> I couldn't even like <laughs> make up a story better than that like that's what god was doing right so i was seeing it in the spirit i was mm-hmm. seeing it in supernatural mar- miraculous ways right but then i was also seeing the biggest change in my ministry was um not um anything that i think i did differently right i did the, i had the same tools i had the same tool belt yep but 
I believed with mm. such depth. Yeah. I had faith and still mm. have faith for other. Like if God has like I, we've only scratched the surface of the healing that God's done in my life. Right. Oh, yeah. And if God can heal me in such deep and beautiful and profound and miraculous ways. Yeah. And others at the same time, supernaturally, like this yeah. whole ripple effect, <laughs> like, like, OK. What else does he want to do? Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And so, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that. I, I'm like, oh, everybody is going to be healed. Yeah, you know, it doesn't no, no. mean, like, I know people still, you know, pass away from cancer. Absolutely. I know yeah, no, happen. we're not that but, every Christian is no. going to live the perfect life and, you know, But it like doesn't that. But, matter either way when you pray for somebody right. and when you walk with somebody, whether they're going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. You just, you pray with the same belief. Yep. The same faith yep. that he's going to do it. Yep. It's still in his power, his decision. Right. But believing that this actually, mm-hmm. not just, oh, yeah, the scriptures say so. <laughs> right. But I believe so deep down in my heart yeah. that God well, can and will continue this healing yeah. in people's lives. Yeah. Well, it's almost how we kind of add the little uh, exit clause for God in our prayer life, right? Where we go, we pray for these things and we really hope that God's going to move. And, but then we say, but God, your will. Yeah. You know, so because basically I really don't think, God, you're going to do anything here. So I just gave you an, an out. And maybe it's saving face <laughs> for me right? when my non-believing friends that are witnessing me praying yeah, say right. that it doesn't happen. Right, of course. You know, we want to be know. God's PR person or something like that. You know, we got to make God <laughs> look good here. And that is a here. hard one because we know that God may or may not. That's right. We know it. Yep. But having that belief, like you're going to pray hard and for like with all that's in you when you really believe that he's going to do it. Yeah. Well, and again, and the ultimate goal is, is the pursuit of our Christ likeness, right? Mm -hmm. Like again, as Jesus being our example that, you know, Jesus used the spiritual disciplines to draw closer to his father Mm -hmm. and to hear the will of his father. Jesus used by the power of the Holy Spirit who descended on him at his baptism to do ministry out of his spiritual gifts to bless the people people around him mm-hmm. right there's the example yes of what life looks like mm-hmm. you know and he still went to the cross and died and rose from the dead and all of these things right and so so here you now in your ministry so you're kind of doing this now and, and learning a lot and growing a lot and um and then so now recently you've mm-hmm. really kind of stepped out a little bit more in your ministry to Come alongside Christian leaders like this podcast, for example, and and women in leadership and pastors' wives and Mm -hmm. kind of been doing a little bit of ministry starting in there. What's some of the things when it comes to spiritual health, you know, spiritual wellness that you recommend to the people that you you walk with? Like, how do you guide people in that journey? Well, I've basically – God has helped me because – um, with everything that happened to me yeah. spiritually in such a short period of time, mm-hmm. I couldn't even keep up with it all. Right. Like I really thought God, God was like, okay, I want you to write, write about this someday. I really sensed that, but yeah. I didn't know how I ever would because it was so convoluted. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was so much, so much that was happening so fast and at a supernatural speed, I couldn't keep up. So one of right. the things was uh, God... Uh, brought back for me how to and what to write in a book. Right. So I've written The Ripple Effect, An Invitation to a Pastor's Wife to Heal Her Pain and Shame. Yep. And one of the reasons I did that, well, the main, the one reason I did that was because God said so. Right. Yep. And my biggest desire is to be obedient. Mm-hmm. But I knew that, like, some of this is going to be touchy stuff and some right. of this is going to be like, yeah, what? Hmm? Well, and, it's breaking down the stigma. And that's exactly, that's right? the second reason. Okay. I'm like, exactly. Exactly. I I want to break, and you and I want to break down the stigmas so that if anywhere is the place that you can go to talk to anybody about anything, shouldn't it be the church? Oh my goodness, the church should be the safest place in the world to talk about anything. Yes. It should be. Jesus was the safest Mm. person in the world to talk Mm. to. The church should be any struggle, any sin issue, anything we're dealing with. If you can't talk to the church, who else can you talk to? If I've dealt with this... Yeah. A lot of very bizarre, very weird, very upsetting, very unspoken about things, mm-hmm. and it needs to be kept hush-hush. Yeah. I want to break that silence. Absolutely. Because 
people need to know where to go and what to do to get help. Right. So that's number one. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, number, number one was God said. Number two was to break down stigma. stigma. Number three was um, to also break. So that was the spiritual stigma, but also to have a voice for those who have suffered abuse. Right. And to to remember again, because we had we've had a long generation of of time where sin, especially the type of sin that somebody had heaped upon me as a little girl and at right. two or three years old, yep. sin has been put under the carpet, under the rug mm-hmm. right. in the name of Jesus. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that is absolutely despicable. Right. And yep. so... Even though, as Christians, we want things to look pretty at the end, we want to see the victory, we (laughs) want to see where it's like nicely worked out, sin has to be dealt with. And sin is sin. It's not like, oh, well, he did that or she did that, but it's okay. Oh, that's just Susie. Oh, that's just Bob. It's not that's okay. I just forgive. Yes, you're going to get to forgiveness, but emotionally, oh my goodness, what our our little souls go through Mm -hmm. and all the coping mechanisms and what we learn and what we actually end up inadvertently handing over to the enemy because we're not trusting God. Right. We're trusting our own self-protection, mm-hmm. which is anything outside of trusting God. Right. I mean, there's a whole stream of events that happen after somebody else's sin is heaped on us. Right. So it's not so. Yeah, to not not destigmatize abuse, but to uh, what's the word? Bring it I'm, to the light. Yeah, bring it to the light. Yeah. And that it's okay. And if any, if nowhere else, come and talk in the church. Not right. not a, not up front. Yeah, but. we're not going to give you a microphone on Sunday morning and confess your sins. No, Sunday no. But or talk to the, the people of, others, of God. But. That's what the church is, right? The right. body. Yeah. And you know, this should be. The, we should be the people that can can be open to talk about these really difficult things and not say, "Oh, that's too bad." Now let's forgive. Right. We need to actually hold that and mm-hmm. go. Oh my goodness, that hurt. Yep. That pain, mm-hmm. that shame that it brought brought about to you and yeah. and help people to find a way to deal with that pain mm-hmm. while they bring it to the light. Yeah. And then yeah. for, well, cause heal it's how that spiritual forgive. connected to the emotional. Exactly. Right. And so can't be spiritually well if you're an emotional basket case, like yeah. an emotional mess, right? It's that both go hand in hand so mm-hmm. closely. But yeah. I mean, you're going to be. That's the other part too. And I write it in my book. You're going to be a bit of a spirit uh, of an emotional mm-hmm. basket case when all this comes <laughs> up. Yep. And so it's a matter of allowing, you know, having good people that you can be with, mm-hmm. even when it gets ugly. Because I'm telling you, it gets worse before it gets better. Right. You look like a worse Christian before you get to be a stronger Christian. Yeah. And there's the sign up sheet right there. <laughs> that's what's going to make everybody sign up to do this, right? Because who wants to go through a season of looking worse? But see, that's but the it's problem. Worth it, that, right? beca- that becomes an idol of what I need to look like in front well, of other people. Well, it's, it's the fear of man. Mm-hmm. Like when scripture says that the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. Right? And we talk about this all the time when yeah. we're mentoring people or you know guiding people. Man, if you're afraid of what people think of you as a Christian leader, if you're like a pastor, pastor's wife, and you are more concerned of, you know, of what your congregation thinks of you than more than what God is asking you to do, and it's a... It's a fine line between knowing the difference. We've been there mm-hmm. where you're kind of worried about your job, worried about what people think of you, all that kind of stuff. But that snare will choke the life out of you yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Right. And that so fear. that so, yeah. I, even in the acknowledgement in my book, I say, like, you know, who is it dedicated to? It's dedicated to uh, pastors, wives and women in ministry who have, you know, had to learn how to, I don't know, do life while being in a fishbowl, something right, like everyone's watching your junk. Exactly. And so I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. um, there are and I've heard from many, you know, like in in Facebook groups and whatever pastors wives i think yeah. have have it very very hard a huge challenge of yeah. the need to please yep and disease to please the even disease to please and Absolutely. because i know i've been there yep. and this you know like what people think of me becomes my identity yep so i mean all of the stuff that i've been working on in these last couple of years writing the book developing the coaching mm-hmm. uh which is you know basically spiritual and emotional counsel uh, not counseling spiritual and emotional coaching right um to 
help women to be able to identify those emotions that have been pushed down for so long. Right. And and like I said, it gets a bit ugly and when it comes up, but God shines the light on what he wants to bring healing to. So mm-hmm. it's a good thing, right? but it's a hard thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's been some of the work recently, putting out some of these podcasts and blogs and different things, doing some, you know, meditating on God's word and teaching in that, because how are we even going to find the healing if right. we're not super close to God? Yep. Um, you know, cleaning up lists. Yeah. And what do I mean? there is, you know, you have your big, big cleanup when you have, you know, go through healing and deliverance and all of that. Right. And and dealing with sin maybe that you never knew was there, others yep. or our own. Yep. And then it's like maintenance. Mm-hmm. So how do I keep my lists short? Right. And I have such a desire for myself and mm-hmm. for our family that those lists are short. That when I need to forgive, I get on it right away, yeah. hopefully. So there's no for, lasting things on your list that nothing. need to be forgiven. I, you know, and when I sin, of. repent as soon as I'm aware of it. Ask forgiveness. Ask it, all of that, you know. Yeah. When I catch myself in a lie, yeah. or not lying, but, but where I'm believing, believing a lie, a lie yeah. renouncing, renouncing that it. right away. So I try to keep those lists short, yeah. and that's a part of what I teach as well in the coaching. Right. So, yeah, just basically all that God has done Mm-hmm. In my life, in that period, yeah. in those years, very mm-hmm. kind of recently, in the last few years, yeah. um, he's kind of packaged it all together in a book, in some coaching mm-hmm. uh, to help other uh, okay. women leaders who maybe are going through similar things, different things, but pain right. nonetheless right. that needs God's healing yeah. touch. So if we had maybe so we, have, we might have some leaders that are listening to this and they're really resonating with it. And so they'd like to, I mean, if follow up with you on some of this coaching and look at those options. What is kind of the best way to reach out and to connect with you? So probably the best way would be through my website, Mm -hmm. which is daniellepresso.com. Correct. I was wondering (laughs) if you knew your own website that I built for you. Because you guys can't see me, but I'm looking at him with my eyes going, do I have this right? Don't ask me these questions. That's so funny. daniellepresso.com would be the best way. And you can find my I think my email is on there. There's a way to reach me through the through the website. Right. Um, there's also Facebook page yeah. of um, Revitalize yeah. Coaching. Yep. So that's another way. And so yeah. And then also if the if the if there's interest in the book, it's on uh, Amazon. Right. No matter which one, the U.S., Canada, yeah, U.K., whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so just to look up my name because there's a few books that are called The Ripple Effect. That's right. Um, none as beautiful as the front page of the the the, the, the water and everything, exactly. you know, but anyhow, right, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the ripple effect, an invitation to a pastor's wife to heal her pain and shame, mm-hmm. and Danielle Presso is, is where to find that. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you, Danielle, sharing this journey, because, I mean, I've, I've had a front row seat yes. <laughs> on your Not spiritual just a front, journey. No, you've been a participant. <laughs> you've been there. Well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we're one flesh as husband and wife, so we've definitely been on this journey together over the last seven years. Many so. a night where I've woken you and, up. Um, and again, at the end of this, like, and, and this is why our we have such a heart and such a desire to see, you know, the church well. Yes. You know, the, if, if the pandemic taught me anything, it, it taught me the huge importance of the church of Jesus Christ to be well. And, and, and when we say well, not like, not fine. Not fine. Fine like, is the F word. Fine is the F word. It's, it's like, it, no, it's a meaningless word. Fine. Yeah, How are when, you when, fine? When, when, when Paul says, you know, and my kids make fun of me all the time because I quote this verse all the time, you know, to him who is able to do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine through his power at work in the church. Mm-hmm. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It's like, that's truth. And that's why we've seen victory and freedom and we're walking into a season of of flourishing. That's right. Because we were stuck. We were stuck in this place of fine. Yeah. And so we want to see you unstuck. We don't want to see your ministry just be fine. We want to see you flourish. We don't want to see your family just being fine. We want to see you flourish. We want to see the church of Jesus. And we believe in the victory and freedom that comes in Christ. Absolutely. 
yeah. to our core. Absolutely. And so that's why this podcast exists. So again, thank you, Danielle, for sharing your story today. And uh, and thank you again, everyone, for listening. Uh, as we shared at the beginning, next week we start kind of a new series where we'll be bringing in some guests. We're really excited about that. We're going to be putting together the schedule. We've already got a bunch of guests lined up, and uh, I, we know You'll be so blessed by their stories. So any final thought you want to leave us with, Danielle, to encourage our listeners on, on their wellness journey? I've talked so much, but let's see. <laughs> final thought, Lord. Uh, yeah, because exactly what I just did, asked him, you know, walking in the spirit, mm-hmm. never letting go of God's hand. Mm-hmm. When you think you, it's time to give up, it's never time yeah. to give up mm-hmm. because he's still working. He's still yeah. doing something and he's not going, he's not going to let go. Yeah. So don't you let go. Amen. Amen. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much. And we will see all of you back here on the Revitalized podcast next week. Please hit you know, follow and share on social media. Put those comments. We'd love to get feedback from you on how this is blessing you. And we will talk to you all later. God bless you. You've been listening to the Revitalize podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.